Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. I want to talk to you tonight. I've entitled it Barnabas, a man for our time. Now, you might not know, I already know what I'm going to preach on. So, I, if we need some Barnabases in our life. Because Barnabas means son of encouragement. Son of encouragement. I don't know about you, but man, I need some encouragement. Anybody, anybody is struggling. Anybody is struggling with some discouragement. Discouragement is the opposite of encouragement. You ever walk into a room and hear people talking, and by the time you're done, you feel like you need to take a shower? My Lord. There's a lot of negativity going on. But here in the book of Acts chapter 11, verses 19, the Bible says the church at Antioch. And verse 19 says, So then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen made their way to Phoenicia and to Cyrus and Antioch, speaking the word of God to no one except Jews alone. They were just telling their people. They were just telling their family about Jesus. They were just telling their family about the gospel. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks. Now what you realize is up until this time, the religious sect of those people did not believe that Greeks or Gentiles could be saved or should be saved. Aren't you glad that's not anymore? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm glad because I don't even know what that really means, Pastor. You and I are Gentiles. And so he says, he began to speak to the Greeks also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord was with them. God, let your hand be with us. God, if your hand doesn't go with us, I don't want to go. If your hand doesn't go before us, I don't want to go. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. Then are the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Then when he arrived, he witnessed the grace of God. Have you ever witnessed something in God that your intellect could not understand? Or how about this one? How about you witness something in God that your, that your even religious belief could not understand? I, I, it happens to me all the time. You ever see God bless people? You know he shouldn't bless. God, I don't y'all hate it when I'm honest? Like, no, nah, God. No, no. I know stuff. Right? But when he arrived, he witnessed the grace of God. But instead of judging, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with a resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. 
one of them, or no, for he was a good man, talking about uh, Barnabas, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. God, if you could give me one desire, I pray that you give me and this church a church full of people who are full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. That's what I desire. I believe, you know, listen, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, if you, now I'm not talking about, you know, you, you just, you just, Got a little bit. You you full of the Holy Spirit, you ain't gonna sin. You full of the Holy Spirit, you ain't gonna be ashamed for me to see your Facebook page. Oh, who am I kidding? Some of y'all ain't ashamed yet now. But anyway, let me move on. If you're full of the Spirit, you ain't gotta worry about sin because it ain't gonna be there. If you're full of the Spirit and full of faith, and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. Verse 25. And he left for Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And for an entire year, they met with the church and taught considerable numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and began to indicate by the Spirit that there were certainly, that there would certainly be a famine all over the world and this took place in the reign of Claudius. Took reign in, and in proportion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution for the relief of the brethren living in Judea. And this they did, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. Don't get nervous. We're not taking up another offering or anything. <clears throat> I want to talk about Barnabas, a man for our time. Because Barnabas was a man utterly unique, especially prepared by God to step into the top leadership of the early church to say and do the right thing in the right way and in the right timing. How many knows that you can have a right message but a wrong motive. Or you could have a right message and the wrong timing. So you've got to make sure that you're at the, doing the right thing at the right time at the right place. And so he was a man who knew the significance of the time in which they lived. Now think about this. He knew what was going on. Some of us want to put our head in the sand and go, it's not happening. You got to know this. Well, Pastor, I just wish Jesus would come back. He's coming. Don't worry. But this is the greatest time on earth where we can worship God and where we ought to be able to tell people about Jesus because everybody is concerned that they're in the last days. So we've got to be ready for that, right? So here is a man. He he knew the significance of the time. And even more importantly, then he knew the significance of his time. He accepted his role of subjugating his own ambitions, his own status, his own prestige to affirm God's grace upon Paul of Tarsus. Wow. Who became the prince among apostles. Now, we need people today such as Barnabas whose faith is steady. Man, I, I'm telling you, as, as, as your pastor... Not you because you're here, but I, I get I get weary with some people's faith. I mean, I get weary because I mean, oh God, Pastor. Every other day the sky's falling. I want to call them chicken little. 
Oh, you have no faith. You know, I mean, everybody's faith gets tested. And everybody has a breaking point, and God knows where that point is. And he said, I won't tempt you above you're able to spare up under it. But these people who think that standing in line at Subway is, a, is, a, is, a, uh, is spiritual warfare, and they lose the victory over it, that's not spiritual warfare. The ones who think that spiritual warfare is having to wear a mask in Walmart. No, spiritual warfare is just going to Walmart. I'm kidding there, of course. But his faith is steady. Who's, here we go, whose mind is tough. God give us a tough mind. And most of us have a tough mind. It's in the opposite direction. We're tough because we're stubborn. You know, we want, God to, we want God to come down in a burning bush and talk to us before we'll believe. We want him to talk to us. And so, but he had a strong mind. Uh, mind was tough. However, now here's, the, here's what I want you to get to. I want to get to this. Is the fact that his faith is steady, his mind is tough, but his heart is warm. Now that's the difference. That's the difference. His, warm, his heart is warm. It's one thing, you know, because how many, you know, uh, and... and I've said this before. I, I, I got off a cruise one year, and my wife and I, and there was a street preacher telling me I was going to hell. He don't even know me. And I, and I even said, dude, you don't even know me. I didn't tell him I was a pastor in case I had to whoop him. But you know what I mean? He was like, you sinner, you're going to hell. I ain't a sinner, dude. I got offended. Is his heart warm? Is he telling people that you're going to, because listen, there's a way to say it. You're going to hell. Or, man, I don't want you to go to hell. There's a difference, right? And so we've got to be the people who have a steady mind, a steady faith, a tough, a tough faith, but also a warm heart. And that's where God's got to help you because if you live in this world long enough, your heart gets calloused. If you live this Christian walk long enough, if you do not stay in prayer and full of the Holy Ghost, then your heart becomes callous and you begin to think the worst or the negative about everybody. That's why it's so important to stay full of the Holy Ghost. How do you do that, Pastor? By prayer, by every time. Man, if listen, if I see Sister Caps getting blessed, I'm going to get close to her. I'm going to see if it rub off. I won't. I'm not going to let the Holy Spirit show up in this church and not flow through me. Amen. Well, Pastor, how can you? No, no, no. I put a demand on the anointing. Here I am, God. Here I am. I'm right here. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, don't, don't overlook me. Here I am. I'm in need of a touch. I don't want to be a wallflower. Oh, I don't want God to ask me after church. Was you there? I didn't see you. Yeah, I was just kind of standing over in the back. I was standing over in the back. Some of you singles. I was standing in the back checking out the singles. Yeah. No, man. I want him to hit, I want him to know I'm here. Well, pastor, you're the pastor. I'm that way almost every church I go to. Now, why do you say almost? Because some churches I don't want to be seen. I'm not being ugly. I just don't want them to recognize me. I just want to go to church. 
I don't want to be recognized. You know, I, I, I go to some church and they oh, oh, bishop, bishop, come up on stage. I don't want to go on stage. I'm on stage all the time. Let me just sit in the back. And I don't have church right by myself, right? But listen, you got to make sure that, man, when the Holy Spirit is moving, do not let it move over here and not where you are. Say, hey, God, I need some of it over here. Hey, God, I need a little bit of the, of the ointment over here. I need you to touch my hurt, touch my disappointment, touch me over here. Here I am, God. Well, God knows the need before I even pray. But you know what? It's a lot easier when I'm going, here I am, God. Here I am, God. You know, listen, I, I was just told, I was, I was told earlier this week that the, that the door, that the door was, was uh, our, one of our doors was messing up. All right with us, all right? So, yeah, yeah, you wasn't there, that's right. No, it, the mechanical part was messing up. So, <laughs> the door was messing up, and, 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 but I didn't, I, I knew about it, but nobody said it was hitting people when they were coming in the door. Then when I heard it was hitting people, uh oh, we got to get that fixed right now. Do do, do you you understand? I knew about it, but it became urgent when somebody goes, hey, it's hitting people. So God knows you're here. God knows. I mean, stuff don't slip by God, but God knows you're here. But when you begin to go, here I am, God. I told you Sunday that he only comes as far as into the gate that you allow him to come. Some of you are saying, God, here I am just so I can check off that I'm at church and so I can check off that I've done my obligation. No, God, I am here not to check something off. I am here to check into your spirit, to check into where you are. I am here so that you can meet me here, so that you can touch me because i got to have a touch in order to keep going on. Woo! Listen, we need people such as this. I believe the truth of God can be best reflected through a human vessel. You want to see God, you want to understand God, let it, let, it can be reflected through a human vessel. Because God's method is always men. Women, I mean mankind. That God's method is always men. We look for better institutions, but God looks for better men. Well, if we just had a better preacher. Well, I got one coming in a couple of weeks. No, no, you got to become a better person. Such was a man named Barnabas, a man for our time. Point number one. Barnabas had genuine vision. Barnabas had genuine vision. Now, vision is defined as the ability to see what others cannot see. That's vision. You ever look at stuff that, man, you know, my wife has the ability to look at junk and know what could come out of it. She married me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> she can look at stuff and know that I can do this out of that. I, I, I'm not real good with that, but I'm a little bit good with it with people. I, I, I see, I, I see what, what others cannot see. What do you see in that person? I see Jesus working. I see God trying to move. 
I see God trying to move in their lives. I see God wanting to, wanting to pull them up. So it's defined as the ability to see what others cannot see. God, give us vision. Let us see in people what other people cannot see. God, not, not the negative in people. Let us see what you deposited in their, in their DNA when they were born. Before the doctors ever spanked them on the behind. Before the abuse ever started. Before the divorce happened. Before they got messed up on drugs. Let us see that, 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 that potential and let us bring it out of them in the name of Jesus. Because when the church at Jerusalem heard about the revival going on in Antioch, they were amazed and sent a man to check it out. Because the gospel up until this time was only for the Jews. The peop- these people who, were, who uh, were, were uncircumcised people. According to their tradition, they were unable, the Gentiles were unable to be saved. But aren't you glad that God saves folks that other folks don't think that has the ability to be saved? Is there anybody in here right now that, man, when you guys say, people go, huh? Huh? Really? When you guys say, and they go, oh, and then how many of you in here who said, oh, it's just a fad? They told me that. Oh, you're just going through a phase. Well, it's been a 35-year phase. I'm glad that it's been a long phase. I'm still going strong. Come on, somebody. But see, God saves people that you don't think could be saved. Because God saved you. See, some, somewhere along the lines, we Christians forget from which we came. Well, I don't like these people. My Lord, some people don't even know how to serve Jesus. That's why you need to teach them. By example, unless you have a relationship, not me telling them. Are you listening to me? The gospel up to this time wasn't, wasn't for them. But man, that's the great commission. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When we arrived, or when, when, when Barnabas arrived, the Bible said in verse 23 that he's seen at work the grace of God. And he was glad and exhorted them. I love seeing God move. I love, there, there was somebody who, who gave their heart to Christ Sunday and somebody goes, oh, I know that person. Oh my God, I can't believe they gave their heart to God. I really did. And then, and then and hey, hey, are you sure they really got the goods? Well, I'm not sure you got the goods. Come on. See, it ain't your, it is not your and my uh, job to check the validity of what somebody got. Because I'm going to tell you right now, a little dab of do you sometimes. Come on, somebody. Just, get, just, a little touch of, just a little touch of Jesus, man. And he, he begins to grow in your life and it changes your life if you allow him to do so. So he, listen, and, and I love this. I, I love this, the fact that when, when uh, Barnabas arrived, he saw God working in the midst of racial and cultural controversy. Yeah, talk about a man for our time. He walked in there, well, this ain't supposed to be happening. You ain't supposed to be able to be seeing white and black and blue and green and, and yellow and brown and brown and all these people. You don't need to be seeing folks who are rich and folks who are not, and they all come together and worship one God. That's the grace of God. 
That's the grace of God. Aren't you glad that they don't have one spot for, for, for rich people, another spot for, for poor people, one spot for white, one for black, one for yellow, one for Hispanic, one for Jew, one for Asian, one for this. No, no. He said, come on. That's what we say here at Tristan River Church of God. Everybody, come on. Well, pastor, what about them old homosexuals? We got some to come. We got them who come. Well, where do they sit? None of your business, but probably beside you, and you don't even know it. Amen. Amen. Well, pastor, I don't want them sitting beside me. Well, this, this place is not, a, is not an asylum for saints. It's not a museum for saints. This place is for real people with real problems because we serve a real God. And the God that I serve can touch your life and change your life and you will never be the same again. Woo! Glory to God. Most people would have gone into a religious and judgmental spirit. But Barnabas didn't. He was glad because he realized that Jesus died for the Jew and the Gentile. Just because what we see doesn't line up with how we think it ought to be does not always make it right. Well, my mama, my mama said that ain't the way that's supposed to be. Remind me of the water boy. Alligators are mean because they're Abla and Gata. Mama said so. That's what you're going to have when everybody goes back to school. Because you got parents teaching kids, they don't know what they don't know. They're head from a hole in the ground. What is an obtuse angle? Don't call me obtuse. Let me move on. God had prepared this man for such a time as this. And let me tell you, because you're living now, God has prepared you for now. God has prepared you for now. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm over the age of... No, no, there is no age limit where you can quit. Because you don't think people your age need God? You don't think... You think that only young people are sinners? Do you think that only married, young married couples are struggling? No, man, you will struggle. Listen, as long as you live on this earth in a, in the, in a fallen world, you will in one way or another struggle a little bit, but that's why you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Spiritual vision cannot be synthesized. It is either genuine or phony. And I'm not talking about a supernatural vision in the spirit, but I'm talking about a vision of how we see God and who he is and how he operates. Because he said, without a vision, my people perish. And then he said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge of who he is. That's why I say men like Barnabas, that we need them in the church today. Point number two is this. Barnabas means son of encouragement. We need some people to be encouraged. We need some encouragement. You know, I, 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 and several of you have done that to me, and I want to thank you. You know, a couple of you uh, uh, text me. Some of you call me. Some of you send notes. Some of you ain't done jack. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, but they, you have texted and called and said, hey, Pastor, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Thank you for, for your leadership. Nobody has called me. To God be the glory, and don't start. Nobody's called me and said, you suck. I'm so glad that you haven't done that. Or if you have, my secretary has kept it from me. And thank you. Well done. 
But Acts 4.36 is where we're introduced to Barnabas and he and his companions had compassion for one another. (laughs) Y'all have no idea how my mind works. I'm remembering a story that, that Brother Wayne Hatcher told he and this woman rode to church together, and uh, they sang together, and so they would ride to church together, And but they wasn't married. They each had their own spouse, but they were singing like a little singing group, and they would ride together to church. And, and Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Hedger said, he stood up and testified one day at church, and he goes, oh, we went by this woman, and, and she was broke down, and, and me and Sister Smith just had passion with her. And Sister Smith said, no, 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 no. Come passion, phone her for her, not with her. Just a few words. You get it all mixed up, right? Amen. I told you, see, when I, when I, read, when I read compassion, I thought, Wayne. My wife is saying, focus, focus. Y'all missed her, hadn't you? Amen. So they moved, they had moved beyond the point where a lot of Christians tend to stop. Because a lot of us Christians stop at, bless me, oh God. And they moved into, Lord, bless your people. They moved into, bless your people. See, we belong to one another in the body of Christ. Well, that ain't my responsibility. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, other people are your responsibility to help them get to Christ. And you are to encourage, and then hopefully and prayerfully, when you need encouragement, somebody encourages you. See, I, I, w- I want you to hear this closely. Our walk is personal. Our relationship to God is individual, but we belong to one another. You were brought into the family of God. Well, Pastor, there's some folks I don't like in the family of God. You got your regular family. There's some folks there you don't like either. But they still family. Right? Good preaching, Pastor. I, you see, if one hurts, all of us ought, should hurt. So Barnabas' real name was Joseph, a Levite, but they nicknamed him Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And we can all, everybody in here can be sons of encouragement. As believers, we're to encourage one another, not destroy and cast down each other. He manifested some qualities of true Christian. He He was quick to forgive. God help us. He was forget the faults of others. God help us. He was a person who looked for the good in all people. God help us. Quick to be generous with substance and totally honest with God. He had been, the, he had been commanded by God to do this, but he was compelled. Uh, well, you don't know what I'm talking about. In, in, in verse 37 of chapter 4, he sold a piece of property to help the brothers. Now, he wasn't commanded to do that. He was just compelled. Just like... So those of you who wasn't here Sunday, uh, with a little boy, they, they did a missions little deal for VBS, and they raised over $370, and one little boy brought all of his birthday money in and gave it so, so, that, so that kids could have shoes. Go on, that deserves a clap. Yeah, go ahead. Now, in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, there was another couple that sold their stuff, Ananias and Sapphira, and, but they held back on God. And they were not under any obligation. Now, I want you to hear this, the, 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 crooks of, or the crux crust of the story. That they were under no obligation to sell their property and give all the money to the apostles, but they gave part of it and then implied 
that they gave it all. They lied to God. See, we need to understand that there are repercussions to those who do so for vain glory and for the show of people. See, they wanted, like some folks do, they wanted the appearance of... I can't see that. Okay, The appearance of being committed without paying the price of the committed. They wanted the, look, they wanted the appearance of being committed without actually paying the price of being committed. You know, you ask anybody in here who's served in the armed services. And if you let somebody put on a uniform and act like they served and they didn't, somebody going to get a butt whooping. Because it uh, is offensive. Everybody talks about offended. This is one thing to be offended over. To say that you served your country, but you never did. You just put on the uniform. You didn't serve. Come on, somebody. That's right. That's right. So you, we got to understand, as a Christian, we cannot say, yes, God. Lord, when people come around, oh, I've been fasting for 40 days. And you ain't fasting for 40 seconds. I mean, you know, people, I, I get around, listen, and it happens because I'm the pastor. People get real spiritual when I get around them. You see them in the grocery store. Oh, God, Jesus, Lord. I go, no, no, I'm pastor. I'm running, I'm running. I know I ain't been at church. But the Lord's had me in solitude. I go, no, no, baby, that's Corona. That's who had you in solitude, Corona, not the Lord. I mean, I mean you understand? But they want to be, you know, are, are, have you ever, I got to get off this. But have you ever met people even in the airport and they find, oh, and then all of a sudden their voice changes. You know, hey, how are you? Well, praise the Lord. I just want you to know God made good to me. Hey, you need to back that bus up a little bit there, bro. Point number three. Barnabas ministered encouragement to great men and in the process became great himself. Oh, did you hear that? He ministered encouragement to great men and in the process became great himself. See, that's what most people don't understand. Most people don't understand that if you serve, you become great. If you serve... You become great. Somebody said, you won't get rich or you won't get wealthy serving, but you will get rich. Isn't that truth? My serving has got me into areas that money couldn't have bought me to get into. I'll never forget one, my, one, my first time that that actually came about. In 2004, Les Higgins was going to go preach in Jamaica and couldn't go. And according to him, they said, uh, they said, send us your best guy. And he goes, Ronnie, I'm, I, I, they asked me to send my best guy. And I said, so he wasn't available, so I get to go. Okay, I get that. And so I got to go. But then we went, it was a long journey. And the, and the guy that was over this thing, he, was, he had to transfer people back and forth to the airport. It was about an hour and a half, two-hour drive. And so there was one speaker that got there late. And I was tired, he was tired, and he goes, well, I'm going to go back and get 
get that person. I go, let, let me go with you. No, 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 you're one of the speakers. You need to just, I said, no, no, you, you know, you don't need to be on the road by yourself. Let me go with you, keep you company, you know. And, and, and uh, he goes, no, no, Ross. I said, no, no. I said, you're not leaving here without me in the car with you to help you. And so we went. And then, and then a couple of weeks later, or a few months later, I was appointed to a general uh, Church of God board. And when he began to announce who I was, he said, that impressed me so much that he was just willing to serve. I'm telling you guys, serving, you know, it's one thing when you serve with the thought in the back of your mind. Oh, well, if I serve, I get close to so-and-so. Oh, if I serve, then maybe. No, no, you got to have the right attitude and the right posture. And when you have the right posture while you serve, God is watching. Aren't you glad that God watches? And I would rather God reward me than man reward me. Hallelujah. Now, here's what I want you to understand. He ministered encouragement to great men and in the process became great himself. But we all have to find our place in the body of Christ. You've got to find your place. Well, I don't know. Well, listen, it's easier to steer a moving car than one that is standing still. So start moving, start serving, start doing something. We cannot function properly without your part. Now, we can function but you might be the missing part of some ministry or some service or something that, that we need your part of that to, to, in order for it to take place. Why? Because Look at somebody, because I want you to tell them this. Say, nobody can take my place. Come on, say it with a little attitude. Do a little snap if you need to. Nobody can take my place. That's the truth. Now, somebody can do what you do. Did you hear that? See, I learned a long time ago, can't nobody take my place. Oh, they, they can do what I do, but they can't take my place. Because I know who I am in God. Oh, come on, somebody. And I know what God's anointed me to do. Come on, somebody. All right, so Barnabas risked his reputation in seeking out Paul. But he saw God at work in Paul's life. That's once again vision. He saw the potential in Paul. And I know it's hard, and I don't execute this uh, trait always, but many times we have, to, we have to look past the people's problems and see their potential. What is God trying to do in me? I know it's hard, but we can do it. Listen to this. He saw that even big sinners like Paul could become big saints. Glory to God. You know, mo- most people's te- or a lot of people's testimony is this. Well, I tell you, I hit rock bottom. I was a drunk. I was a drug addict. I was this. I was that. That is not my testimony. My testimony is, is I had the world, in my opinion, by the tail. I was making more money than I ever thought, I, I ever dreamed about making because and, and I, was, I was just moving up, man. I was just doing it. I was just living life. I mean, I was living life large and in charge. But back in the recesses of my spirit, there was something missing. I didn't hit rock bottom. That's not my testimony. But I still know where he brought me from. Because I know what it is to have everything that you want and still need and want more. Because this world, can't, all the treasures cannot give you what God can give you. 
That's why you need Jesus. It's not a matter of what you have. It's a matter of who has you. And Jesus satisfies every time. Musicians, come out and get ready. He saw that even big sinners like Paul could become big saints. And after chapter 13 of Acts, Barnabas, so gifted in his own right, moves into the background to complete support, in complete support of Paul. He recognized the gifts of Paul, personally affirmed those gifts, and wholeheartedly supported him. He didn't say, God, why didn't you use me like Paul? Yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you, sometimes I do that. You know, you, you, Brian Cutshaw comes in here, blah, 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 and you're like, ah! Yo, God, why don't you use me like that? You know? Benny Hinn blowing on people, everybody falling out. What? Hey, 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 I brush my teeth. <laughs> right, right? But do you see that, but you, you understand what I'm saying. There are people probably right now that's on your mind. You're wondering, God, why don't you use me like you use them? Why can't I do what they do? I heard the piano went, what? My God, the Holy Ghost is over here. I forgot that's a piano too. But here's what we need to do. He didn't say, God, why don't you use me like Paul? Here's what he said. Lord, how do you want to use me? I know you want to use me. How do you want to use me? You know, my dad passed away a couple years ago. Never pastored a large church. Matter of fact, I don't know how many we have in here right now, but that's about three or four times what he's ever pastored. So if you look at my dad through the eye of flesh, you would have said he's not successful. But I can take you to several churches over 500 that they got their start in my dad's church. That dad gave them an opportunity to preach when nobody else would preach. And they learned there to preach. That might be why the church didn't grow. Them preaching wasn't no good. I was one of them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> like, Woo, oh, Ronnie's preaching. I ain't going to church tonight. <laughs> I don't feel so well. <laughs> I got COVID, Ronnie's preaching. But only God knows the magnitude of what he did in ministering to other ministers. I mean, look look at the people that we've sent out of our church. I mean, we've got people all over the country that are doing ministry that was raised up right here. Amen? And so that's why we've got to say, God... Use me and help me to be the best me that I can be. I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the key right there. Lord, let me be the best me that I can be. Because here's the deal, man. Some people spend years looking for their place, and it's right in front of them. Lord, one day you're going to use me. No, no, he wants to use you right now. 
God knows that we need some Barnabases that say, God, I don't have to be in the front. Let me still step back. Just use me wherever you want to use me. John the Baptist, think about that, subjugated himself in complete support of Jesus. He said, I must decrease so that he may increase. The Lord puts people in places with different responsibilities for different times. And we've got to know everyone, listen, everyone needs to be under authority so that he or she may subjugate, subject themselves to. I always look, who, you know, who are you under authority? People go, Pastor, you don't even let me come preach at your church. Where's your home church? Oh, I don't have a home church. Oh, then you ain't coming here, bro. I say, I want to know who your father is. I want to know who your spiritual father is. Because if, you know, when, when, when people meet me and, oh, you Corny Hicks Reads boy, that says something to them that there's some good stock. Everybody needs to be under authority because everybody should be. I would love to see the church full of Barnabases. Not critical, but kind. Not judgmental, but forgiving. Not petty, but in Christ. Not self-indulgent, but self-sacrificing. Not self-promoting, but supportive of others. Write the scripture down, and I'm done. Romans chapter 12 says, be kindly, affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Hallelujah. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next week here at CRCOG.